Hello and welcome to Gentlemen of a Certain Age. It's uh, a particularly sunburned and slightly drunk podcast this evening. Um, I am Paul Keegan and to my right I have Ian Clinton and to my left I have Miles Taylor and we are the Gentlemen of a Certain Age. So tonight, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to talk about tonight. We, we kind of came up with the all-encompassing subject of just getting older. Just kind of... Because we're in our mid-thirties and... Nothing works quite like it used to. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. You know what? Straight let's in. Let's just get, let's no, get in. Let's just, be, let's just be honest. Yeah. Um, so, but like, what oh, doesn't work oh. as well as it used to? Ian. <laughs> uh, okay, then let, let's go with the knees. Knees are done. They're gone. Uh, I've, I've No more wicket-keeping for Ian. <laughs> Not that I was ever any good at that. But, uh, <laughs> no, it was just... just um, after years of abuse and um, we must we must we must also explain that Ian like years of abuse of his knees Ian is quite the adept martial artist um, until I'm wheelchair bound even though he's you know 5 foot 6 and 110 pounds soaking wet he is a hell of a Russian dancer (laughs) (laughs) he is an incredible martial artist so former former great yeah (laughs) Nureyev Nureyev (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, it's like the, the Put ne- Tetris on here, here the cracks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, just Ian is the Tetris of the human race. Um, what what does that mean. even mean? I, don't, I haven't got a clue. You're the long thin one. <laughs> long thin one. I get you the four in a row. All right. So but the yeah, knees, yeah, knees, yeah, knees. yeah. So yeah, the knees, the knees. Um, if I can feel it, if I don't eat properly for one day, the next day, regardless of weather. My knee hurts. You're the only person I know, though, who, when you go, it's time for food, you mean in the next 11 seconds. <laughs> well, <laughs> the only person I know who's got that zero percentage body fat. Oh, yeah, I mean, I am a danger <laughs> if I don't eat. Like, it's like when a six-year-old goes, I need a wee. <laughs> you go, I need some food. It's like, he's about to pass. <laughs> he's about to die. I mean, what you must understand is Ian is also yeah, about zero percent body fat. He is... He has, he, has a, he has a body that only a forced labour camp can still... <laughs> Not my fault, I eat like a pig. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> I, uh, I was assured it's just like, oh, your metabolism's going to slow down when you eat your 30s. <laughs> really? It's fucking uh, speed, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I, I eat nothing, but... I, well, no, I, I, I have an incredibly uh, well-rounded diet, and I can put absolutely anything in a tank, and it, it just it comes back out. <laughs> and, and I'm exactly the same way at the can start we, we, and the, the end. Can we clarify on this? Like, can we clarify this? Like, uh, uh, come back. Are we talking like you? Do you? Do you go to the toilet like immediately after? Oh, I mean, not immediately after. I've got to process it on the way through. I do take energy from it. <laughs> <laughs> Glancingly on the on the way through. <laughs> there is a a certain. I think it's an African toad. Sorry, it sounds awful. Thanks. It's it's. It's, it's notorious because basically it's this thing that's about the size of a frisbee and it takes one shit a year about the size of itself. <laughs> oh my god. This is a massive bugbear yours, isn't it? That no matter what I eat, I'm just like, the next day I show up and I'm just like, I, I, I come up with this story about the, a, a horror film that happened to me it, with my toilet and you're there going, oh dude, you just shit yourself again. <laughs> Uh, well, shit. Just, Most people when they say shit themselves, yeah. they don't actually mean shit themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, you, you shatter a, a life-size effigy of yourself, <laughs> did you? So, so essentially, like you will eat like 
a hundred thousand calories and shit out of Bono. Ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far, yeah, pretty much. It's just a kind of eternal Madame Tussauds feces museum of himself. <laughs> Madame Tussauds. Where can we go with this Madame Tussauds? No, too easy. Now. Madame Tussauds. It's fucking recording from now on. Massive Tussauds. No, ah, no. There's no. There's no I, point I, I, I me. Um, I wish there was. Yeah. I wish there was. And another one is um, just out of. We're talking about getting older now. We're talking about your tears. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, get back to getting older. Okay. Another one is like my hands, and and this is because <laughs> I, I like coloring in, and I also like playing video games. But again, from martial arts abuse, my knuckles are screwed. Let's have a look. So that one goes up like that, and that one's risen. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, this is this is fascinating for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that one there, I broke my fourth metacarpal, so that bone stands down there. Also, I dislocated my left thumb, and I'm left-handed. So if it's a cold day or I'm particularly tired, I just I feel it. For those for those listening, Ian's fists just look like half-done Rubik's cubes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew this podcast was going to be brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Show you. Uh, let's move on. Um, I mean, me getting older, um, I, my knees are a bit dodgy. I've got dodgy knees. It takes me a long time to stand up if I've been sitting down. It's a, but by a long time, it takes me slightly longer than it did when I was 27. Yeah. You know, um, but I don't think it's, it's, it's anything to do with kind of like physically. I mean, other than my knees, I mean, I've just become a miserable bastard. I, I've just become like a really miserable bastard. Oh yeah, I've become that. Like, like I, I never had a particularly, I never had particularly good dickhead filters, but now I can't like tolerate one second of pretension or dickheadry. <laughs> oh. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm constantly livid. <laughs> I walk down the street and I hear somebody say something. I hear like a passing comment from somebody in the street, like "You're a dickhead." I'll just, I'll, I'll just instantly say "You're a dickhead," and, and, and I'll say it out loud. And uh, my my long-suffering colonial other, she would be like, "Paul, stop being so mean." I'm like, I can't help it. I just, I can't. He's just a dickhead. You've just heard him say that one thing. I'm like, "Yeah, man, it was a dickhead thing to say." But I think well, the the important thing because I find myself going down this road myself. Um, and I'm the youngest. <laughs> yeah. But by about fifteen minutes. I think the only thing that it, you know it keeps you sane about this really is knowing that it's it's me getting older as opposed to people being. getting more repellent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. my, You've got to put it into perspective. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Put this out earlier when we knew that we were going to be talking about how annoying young people were on the podcast, and uh, the first thing I said was, "Okay, everyone." bring to the table something that you consider to be a, uh, a a failure of tolerance on your part as you're getting older. I don't think it's a failure of tolerance on my part. Well, I genuinely think I'm affronted by a lot of things. But you said, and I'll, 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 the floor is yours, Senator, but the first thing that, that you said was concerned, basically stunt, stunt facial hair. Yeah. So what is stunt facial hair? I don't understand. Okay, so it, you, means, like, when they've grown out like a ridiculous man beard, like and then they're just like, oh, I've got my man beard, yeah. Well, I have a beard. Yeah, but it's not as like do, a... As do I. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they're not like man beards where they've grown them out to about here. Oh, that's but, like but six then, inches long. Yeah, but then it's like they, they go around in there, it's either the skinny fit jeans or the elephant pants. And it's like, really? Who are you, trying, are, to, who are you trying to fool? Elephant pants are a particular annoyance of mine. It's like, oh, been travelling, have you? Been travelling. <laughs> got elephant pants. Well in. 
Um, I can't wait to like uh, I'm at my pension age because I will just be shouting out to people. <laughs> but the thing is, it's because I think that it's if there's gonna if this is gonna be anything above and beyond, you know, gr- grumpy people getting older, then we have to look at the reason behind it. Now you have a real problem with stunt hair. Yeah. And you have no hair. Oh yeah, no, but if I wanted that, to, that, that make, I could have a man bun, I just have to grow from the back. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most sarcastic man bun. The only statement here that I would really get behind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd actually make like a political movement behind that, like stunt hair. But no, no, you were saying that like Ian, Ian has a problem with stunt hair. Mm. Because, well, but Ian, Ian. I have a problem with social mediaing because I can't do social media. I, th- I think it's reprehensible in and of itself, but also I... I'm rubbish at it, but in, so there's in, a reason behind in it. That, in that respect, you're saying Ian has a problem with stunt hair because Ian has limited hair. Miles, you're saying you have a problem with social media, really, like whatever, like this this Instagram thing, I don't understand. Well, yeah, here's but my salad, here's me next to my salad. Here's somebody next to the salad next to mine. Um, but uh, you're saying that because you have absolutely no grasp of social media. Now, like my thing is, I have a real problem with pretentious dickheads. Now that does that mean I have problems with pretentious dickheads because I'm a pretentious dickhead? No, no. Surely it would be the opposite. Food for thought. It would be because what this podcast is for. <laughs> surely the argument would be what the is, opposite. No, what is your problem? So give me an example of a pretentious dickhead that you hate. Where was the last time that you were like, oh, I'm going to glass you? You, you fucking. Oh, sorry. You pretentious dickhead. You pretentious dickhead. When was I'm the last time you were like, Miles? Oh, just too many times to mention. Um, I was just in a bar once. Yeah, that was yeah. by a pretentious dickhead. During a poetry slam. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's the last time I was I was offended when somebody said, "Oh, you know, um, I went to I went to a poetry slam and like anything in slam form, like slam as a form, like offends. It offends me on such a fundamental level. Like um, it offends me on such a fundamental level. It's like anything in slam form. It's like the space in between the electrons in the atoms that make me up gets offended. You know what I mean? It's, I, 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 I have very pretentious reasons for not liking poetry slams, which is that I, I like poetry and I believe that uh, poetry exists in the space between reading it and understanding it. Um, which is a, you know, a, a very uh, I don't know, borderline obnoxious way of looking at it. But my least favourite thing about poetry sounds is it's just so wildly unimaginative and that it expects so much praise. Um Next time you go to a poetry slam, count the amount of times they say this world we're living in. Miles, you kind of like you're missing the point. Um I have never nor will I ever go to a poetry slam. Just because it's in Well you're wrong! Yeah, I mean Anything in slam form. I couldn't even go to an ice cream slam. Um, it would be rubbish because the ice cream would be rubbish. Yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go to a go to an omelette slam. Uh, I, I think for me, like the whole pretentiousness. Go um, to an architecture slam. Today it's quite good. Yeah, <laughs> your buildings are going to be It's just like people looking at artwork and going, "Oh, what's the meaning?" Oh, oh it's like, who cares? Is it right? One, is it good? Let, let's just get that. Is it technically good? Two, you, if you can't fathom out the meaning, then what, what are you doing? Art is not difficult. 
You just look at the picture and figure out what they were trying to say. Why? People are pretty standard. Well, it's just psychology. Also, like with art, I mean, I mean, my opinion of art has always been, it's not trying to figure out what the artist is saying. It's what it means to you. Wow. Like, no, you see, I violently disagree because I think that is exactly what is wrong with millennial art. Um, it's oh, not just millennial art. It's been like that. But, for that, a but it's, it's basically, it's like, well, it's what it means to me. It's like, well, that, that it's utterly solipsistic and. I mean, my, my big argument no, always. I mean, I, I, I will always look at a piece of art. Me like that. That is. <laughs> I mean, with me, I have a very, a very like simple understanding of the world. Is it boss or is it not boss? No, it's, it's and like, that's when I look at art. Like, is it boss yeah. or is it not boss? Well, I mean, it makes me sound like an absolute fucking philistine. My, my argument. It's just the way yeah, I look at things. My argument. Like, for La Pieta, this. for instance. La Pieta. I've been, uh, I've been to. Been to Rome. God knows how many bloody times. But um, just randomly as well. But. Um, you know, when I see Lafayette, I'm like, that is genuinely boss. Sure, yeah. I mean, I knew what Da Vinci was trying to say. Da Vinci was talking about the suffering of, you know, the Holy Mother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Don't know what I like. <laughs> I don't know what I like, but I know the Holy Mother <laughs> suffers. Um, no, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe that is like, I have a, a kind of millennial view of art, but I mean, I don't know whether Okay, like, this. so Michelangelo, uh, Sistine Chapel, uh, the creation of Adam. So you've got God in his little throne, and he's like, he's doing the thing, the point. <laughs> that, uh, have you ever seen that, 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 that um, the WeChat like, meme where they have like, no. God and Adam doing like a kind of. Oh, hand oh drive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a hand jive. <laughs> but it's just like. To me, that's better art. Yeah. But like, the whole, the whole thing about um, that is. God is sitting in something that is brain-shaped. It's Michelangelo doing that. Like he's sticking a middle finger up to a bunch of people, being like, yep, that's right, I'll do what I want. Um, the message is, Michelangelo was being a bit of a dickhead. Do you know what? Well, Michelangelo was like famously a dickhead. Yeah. Um, do you know my thing about the... It's actually uh, Italian for dickhead. Yeah, Michelangelo is Italian for bellend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Not, not true. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That was, wow, we've hit a ground. Floor. What is like philistinical? Philistinical? That was like possibly the most ignorant thing I've ever said in my entire life. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. We need we need a uh, a Danny Baker figure. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> <Danny> <laughs> Chris Evans at worst. Um, Chris Evans is Michelangelo. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my uh, I have one experience from the Sistine Chapel and. Um, how many, uh, times, how many times have you been to Rome? Uh, seven, six or seven times. Um, just because it was so cheap to fly there from Liverpool. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, I just used to go there, like for, you know. There's a there's a cheapy Liverpool. The first the, the first time I went to Rome. No, actually, I've been five times. That's it. I've been to Rome five times, and the first time I ever went to Rome, it was my birthday, and I was bored. I was really bored, and my dad, my dad for my birthday present bought me a return flight to Rome. If I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, but that's the way I remember it, my dad just bought me a return flight to Rome. So I went to Rome and I spent like a week and a half there, or a week there maybe, I can't even remember, but like I got to know, because I'm a, for those of you who don't know me, which is anybody who's listening, um, my degree is Hello. Hello, <laughs> Paul Keegan. Hello, are you out there? Scorpio. Um, <laughs> you are a <bond> <laughs> 
I, I, like my degree is archaeology, so I, I just kind of like just got to know like every square inch of like the ancient heart, heart of Rome, like and. I went there and I just got to know Rome very, very well. Anywhere else in Italy or just repeated? I've been, to, I've been to Venice. Um, I've been to a little city outside of Venice. Um, Slowed it, haven't I? Yeah, Rome, Rome, Rome is great, but the first and only time I went to the Sistine Chapel, I was wearing these, I remember these like Lacoste like tennis shoes. Oh, that's why lots of people go. So yeah. Look at that footwear. So look at the footwear. But the reason I was saying I was wearing these Lacoste tennis shoes because they, they were hand-me-downs from my old brother Kevin, right? And, um, and and one of them started to squeak when it was in the corridor leading to the, leading to the Sistine Chapel. So I was walking down and I was like, eh, 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 as I was walking down. And if you've ever been to the Sistine Chapel, there are people who stop you from talking when you're in the Sistine Chapel. They have these like carabinieri or guards who will like, be like, he was trying to say something, so I was walking down. I was like, eh, eh, walking towards the Sistine Chapel. And I'm like, these fellas are gonna give me hell. What, what kind of hell? Like, shh, or you're excommunicated. <laughs> I'm gonna be excommunicated from the Catholic Church. So, but the thing was, as I got to the entrance to the Sistine Chapel, the other the other shoe started to squeak. Right, so it went from eh, eh, to eh, 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 and I'm walking through the Sistine Chapel, and I'm like trying to like. Praying. I'm praying that it starts to sound like Ave Maria. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like, <laughs> I'm trying to tiptoe through the Sistine Chapel and just like, and these guys are like, shh, 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 to people, and, and I can see them getting closer and closer to me, and I'm like, fuck, they're closing me down, they're gonna get me, they're gonna throw me out, and I had to like, but I had to kind of like wrestle my way through the crowds, but like as I was wrestling my way through the crowds. Obviously, the squeaker was getting louder, and they were getting closer. They were like, they were like a pack of dogs, <laughs> kind of like circling me, getting closer, trying to find out where I was. And then I that managed. Was, that was your last visit. Yeah, it was like my only visit to the Sistine Chapel. Um, and you know, long story short, they didn't catch me. <laughs> <laughs> I got away scot free. <laughs> Done. Does me managed it. Owned. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Vatican City. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we probably won't keep that in the podcast. No, no, I mean, yeah, because you can only be excommunicated once, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. No reason to get rid of it then. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be good. Um, so, <laughs> getting older, we've talked about the Sistine Chapel. Miles, what about you? What about getting older? What is getting, what, what is bugging you about getting older? Well, Ra- rapidly, actually, as we are all in our mid-30s, rapidly approaching middle age yeah One, frightening isn't it the thing because as i was speaking to you about earlier is i if i am going to get more irascible and less tolerant as i get older which i think everyone inevitably does mm-hmm. i want to know why it's happening so for example you're not prepared to just hold your hand up and say just because i'm becoming an old yeah no it may it may well be because the world has punched me in the face yeah because so many times because my knees don't work as well as i do and because you know (laughs) old great mayor she ain't what she used to be you know and that that's fine but i think my my problem is that i guess i I talked to you about going home to the uk yeah uh, having lived in china for god knows how long uh, and uh, not having picked up the language. We all live in Shanghai, by the way. And I, I, I haven't picked up Chinese because partly I'm not that smart, and more embarrassingly, it's not really an interest of mine. 
fair enough. I, you know, I've got other things that I'm, I'm interested in, and learning Chinese is not one of them. So I live in a world where I don't really understand what people are saying, and the plus of that is I don't really understand what young people are saying. And so I went home, and I was just on a train out of Heathrow, and I heard young people talking, and by young people I just mean anyone under 35 <laughs> speaking. And the first time I heard them speaking and they were talking about Jeremy Corbyn, I was like, you idiots, you don't know anything about What were they saying about Jeremy Corbyn? Just, I don't know, just in the... Don't, don't he look like Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi? Because he does. Possibly. <laughs> it, the, the fact is, it wasn't really the content, it was the manner in which they were speaking, just with such brazen, idiotic, ill-informed... Yeah. Bollocks. Yeah, bollocks. And they just didn't know what they were talking about. And I was like, oh, you pricks, you don't know what you're talking about. And then they started talking about stuff that they really did know what they were talking about, i.e. Breaking Bad. But I was still like, oh, shut up, fucking idiots. You don't know what you're talking about. You know? And then I realised it wasn't the content. It was just that it was people younger than me speaking in public that made me really angry. And then I realised this is what I love about living in China is that I can't hear anyone speak. And it was quite chastening to realise that actually I'm not really happy to live in any world where I can hear anybody under 40 talk about anything without it making me angry. <laughs> Which is awful. Because no, that's, that's really it's awful. And it's not their fault. Mars, I don't think it's awful. I just think it's normal yeah. for people our age. Yeah. And it's it's when you hear people but about anything. When, yeah, that's it. When you hear people like when you hear young people talk, you hear young younger people talk. Your young, first thing isn't is, like you. The first thing I think is, is I you know you know. Right, no, well, why you, you no, no, why, why shut up? <laughs> I feel like some. I feel like some Victorian parent <laughs> who wants to slap their six-year-old and be like, "Get up a chimney, you fucking awful child." <laughs> yeah, but let, no, let's let, let's look at the situation you had though. They were talking about Corbyn and they were clearly misinformed. So that's already set you off kilter. So then when they're talking about anything else, you're just like, you're going at it with the exact same viewpoint you had. But I'm more informed than they are, but I just, I'm... You don't I, respect their opinion because they're younger than you. I would, I would never say anything out loud. <laughs> Ever. No, I would. Fair enough. Um, it's bad. It's not their fault, I don't think. I think it is. It is their fault. It's just it's just normal behaviour for like people of our age. I think we. As your brain shuts down, (laughs) I don't know whether it's the last thing that you have. Is Is your anger at the young? Yeah, right. That's bad. That's not good. You resent the fact that they they're gonna die. But it makes but it makes sense because then, as you know, if I'm lucky enough to hit seventy, the last thing that you've got is like aggression against the person who you claim isn't your daughter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, as as you get that old, all you have what? left is bitterness and resentment. And I feel the beginnings of aggressive dementia now. And I'm 36. Yeah. And that was yeah. Yeah. Shut, <laughs> it shut it down. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't, but I do feel myself getting kind of grumpier and grumpier as I, I mean, I was all, as I get older, I mean, I, I, I was always grumpy. I was grumpy from the age of like five. But at five, do you remember listening to three-year-olds going, you fucking pricks don't know shit about Jubilee? <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, that was probably the type of it. I was just, I was a miserable bastard from, from the get-go. Um, 
I think uh, one of my earliest memories was Christmas Day when I was three, and they got me a bike. My mum and dad got me a bike. I didn't want a bike, so I spent the in, I spent the entire night underneath an umbrella. <laughs> I was just I think I, I set my stall out early. I set my stall out early. I was going to be like, an irascible five-year-old. Yeah, I was just a three-year-old. I was just going to be a miserable bastard from day one. Um, yeah, I'm just a miserable bastard. I come from a well, actually, I was going to say I come from a long line of miserable bastards, but I don't because my dad is a generally cheery cheery man well in my granddad my granddad was wonderfully grumpy my granddad was hilariously grumpy he he had this like amazing i don't want to say englishness maybe like scousness about being grumpy but my granddad like my granddad was just wonderfully grumpy he was laudably grumpy he was like he was he, and my other granddad he turned it into a skill he turned it he, he turned it into like an art form and my other granddad who's still with us um he is brilliant at being grumpy he is he's like a he, it's almost his grumpiness is almost like a form of stand-up comedy he's just well, you he's just funny as fuck about being this grumpy is, this is what's left for us because you're not going to suddenly become optimistic in your 40s you're yeah. not going to suddenly go like oh do you know what turns out EDM's amazing turns mm. out you what's EDM electronic dance music First of all, congratulations for not knowing what EDM is. <laughs> I've actually round the corner there's a place called EDM Cafe, and I got really, really annoyed at them recently because sure, um, <laughs> wow, um, I got really annoyed at them because they only serve breakfast until ten, and I was like, breakfast served till twelve. Ex- excessively detrimental males. <laughs> <laughs> Shut that down. Cut that out. That's rubbish. <laughs> but it was like, it was like. Oh, I showed up there at like ten twenty. I mean, they only had breakfast until until ten. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you playing? At? Who does breakfast till Who does breakfast till ten? Guns or scouts? Yeah. Who does breakfast till ten? You know what you said? Like you said like the scouse version of falling down. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking true. Who does Michael, breakfast until Michael ten? Douglas? <laughs> Mick Douglas. Mick Douglas. Mick Douglas. Mick Douglas from Bootle. Um, <laughs> But like honestly, who the fuck does breakfast until ten? It's it's the stupidest thing. Anyways, I'm just I'm getting grumpy. It seems like I'm getting grumpy, and I come from a long line of grumpiness. In like, order to try and heave this conversation back from just being grumpy, grumpy around these grumpy fuckers anonymous, <laughs> I think it's important that everyone tries and thinks of the last thing that somebody under twenty five did that made them happy. Um, oh, I mean, mine's easy. Yeah, mine's easy. My nephew playing playing in the Dallas tournament. For can't know, can't be a relative. Oh, right, so I, 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 I was at work today. Somebody that you don't know, not a relative, not a family member. I suppose it can't be a student either. Can't be a student. Oh, I think that oh, somebody, somebody, oh, in, the, somebody in, the, one, in the wider world. Did. I've got one. I've got one. I've got a brilliant one. Um, I was at Jing'an Jing'an Temple Station, which is in Shanghai. For those who don't live in Shanghai, which is anyone other than the three of us. Yeah, We're yeah. the only three people who live here. Yeah, the, 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 it's, it's all, it's unless all, it's you, listener. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's communist bollocks that twenty four million people live here. Um, it's just three miserable bastards from England. Uh, <laughs> but no, I was at Jingan Temple Station, and there was an old woman who was begging. Um, and I gave her, a, I gave her what change I had in my pocket, and there was a kid about this little kid about nine or ten years of age. And um, his mum had bought him a cake, and um, he walked past this old woman, and he didn't have anything to give to her, so he gave her his cake. 
Oh. And I was like, what a brilliant thing to do, you little bastard. Yeah, wonderful. Lovely. Anyways, I mean, Miles. No, I mean, slightly dispiriting, perhaps, that if we can't appreciate anything, if you can appreciate nothing under the 25s other than altruism to a homeless person. <laughs> Unless you're going to give a cake to a beggar, shut up. That's, that's what you just said. No, I didn't. I was just, it was a, it was a nice thing. <laughs> Don't speak. A, it was a nice thing that a little kid did. For, for All right, Ian, what about you? What was the last thing that somebody under 25 did that made you feel happy? Oh, we, we, we might just have a bit of silence here. While Ian's thinking, hang on, let's address this. Was, this was a nice thing that a little kid did for a beggar, uh, did for somebody who had not. Yeah, but you're having to go so far the other end. How recent are we talking? This was. Well, I don't know, last. Okay, last, six the last months, time. Last six months. Last this is 2017. Alright, 2017. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's worrying, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing I could say is anytime I'm on the metro and anybody lets me get off first before they try to push on, that I'm always happy about. Uh, like humanity is like yeah, reached, yeah. A, reached, yeah. reached its peak when somebody doesn't try yeah. and push their way on before you get off. Yeah, the, I don't want the subway. The thing is, as far as subway politics, yeah, going yeah, and it's just like that. That for me, and it's inevitably the younger generation that do it, and that I'm just like, you know what? Thank you. Um, thank you for letting me get off and not pushing your way on. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's the same on the London Underground. I've, I've been on that plenty of times. And it's just, it, it's that common courtesy of, you, yeah, I'm, you, I'm not. I think you've got the same aggressive British courtesy that basically it, it happens over here, which means that you, you do somebody the favour of mm. perhaps, you know, giving them a couple of seconds to mm. go past. And if they if, if if the social contract is fulfilled, yeah. and if you step back and they go, you have a bit of a nod, and you go, well, see, this is how the world could Cheers, be. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But if it doesn't work out that way, it, you feel it. You go mental. Your day's ruined. Yeah, it's, it's, ruined. it's exactly. It's just like driving at home. You let someone mm. out, and if they don't wave, and if they don't wave, you go, I hope fucking crash. <laughs> I hope you crash. It's, it is like your day's your ruined if someone's rude to you on the metro. I mean, it, 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 Again, a lot of people over here will use that as an excuse to bash China. They'll use yeah, it yeah. to bash China. Like, oh, this country where no one fucking, like, they, no one lets you off the, the train. Like, the same happens in London. Yeah, the same, yeah, the same happens in London. And actually, in Shanghai, they do. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, there, were, there was a case uh, about three or four days back. Me and Mars were getting on a, a metro, and this dickhead pushed in and was just being a dickhead about it. But then, all the, the people bits. got out of his way. Yeah, because he was being a dickhead and they were just like you know what let him go on he's clearly a dickhead so the mm. Chinese that I've, I've, I've made up which mm. is that obviously the, the famous Chinese is Ren Shan Ren Hai people mountain people see they yeah. the policy which basically everyone bumps into each other yeah until they until everyone gets to, to go where they're going but if you replace Ren with B meaning cunt and go B Shan B Hai that's some Chinese that I made up of we apologise to any of our Chinese listeners. Sorry, but yeah. like, you know, but cunt mountain, cunt sea, I think it's probably, you know, the most appropriate way. Of, we also uh, apologise for Miles' tones. Yeah. Like, you, you probably said, like, nose mountain, nose, nose sea. Yeah. Nose mountain, nose sea. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I, like, I, I think people use it as an, as an excuse to just bash this country. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's 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 lazy. Yeah. Um. I think 
you get dickheads everywhere you get oh, dickheads gosh, in yeah. any big city and this city is massive huge like it, and you, you're gonna get dickheads here and did you find it uh, when you went home um, I remember coming out of Heathrow Terminal 5 where because it was China everyone is just standing on both sides of the escalator because that's the mm. way it works and I remember coming out of Heathrow Terminal 5 and with a bunch of Chinese people standing on both sides and there were a bunch of English people standing behind them going oh god this is just inappropriate mm. but I wanted to go look it's it's not really how it go- how it goes out there I have, I have a mantra like what I, well, I say I have a mantra that's kind of pretentious yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I have this like this kind of thing that I tell myself constantly when I'm here it's like, that's, a, that's a mantra yeah I know it's a mantra Miles um, <laughs> but I have this thing that I tell myself constantly which is um, have you got any mantras so it's the George Harrison quote um, <laughs> Uh, it's it's um it's it's not wrong. It's different, right? The, 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 and I tell myself that all the time, and I tell other people it's, it's not wrong. It's just different, and and if you let that affect you, if you let that bother you, then you're just gonna drive yourself insane. Go home. Yeah. Go home. Go and go home. Go and be around. Yeah. Go and get six, Mine. go and get sixty p dumplings at home. Yeah. Calm. You can't. <laughs> you fucking calm. You can't get one ton soup for fifty pence. No. 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 Um, so just stand. And white. Yeah. It's not particle physics. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> mine is always not my circus, not my monkey. So if any carnage is ensuing, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to wait till it's I'm just, just going yeah, to have a sit down here yeah, and uh, just, just watch the world go by for a bit. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you do get dickheads. I mean, like you get dickheads in any city. And, and I've seen this on other, um, other social media forums where people are being dickheads on the subway. But I do really in, enjoy shaming subway dickheads like, do you do aggressive chivalry I do it <laughs> if you see I, I love it for example if I see a, an old woman ideally in a Zimmer frame at which point I would just hold everyone back let her sit down let her go and it's, it's not about me and it's not uh, it's not about her it's, it, well yeah it is clearly about me and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah well, let the woman through, but at the same time, everybody look at me. <laughs> Aren't I great? No, I don't. I, I, I don't really I, didn't, I didn't kick a woman on a Zimmer frame out of the way. <laughs> I don't. What I, a nice guy. I, I don't am. really get like kind of white nazi like that. Well, white nazi. Um, you wear white nazis. Yes, I do. I, I do. I do. I do. I'm like, uh, actually, when did men stop wearing nightgowns? The. 18, 40, <laughs> 40, 40. <laughs> Do you know, I had a mate, I had a mate, like when we were all 16, I had a mate, like honestly when we were like 16, I had a mate, um, I'm not going to say his name because he may not agree to have his name put on this podcast, but um, for Christmas when we were 16, he got a nightgown with, you know, his nightcap? Oh, oh like, wow, it's, it's, like the long so pointy good. thing. And I love that now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he fucking loved it, he absolutely loved it. Of course. Because, um, you know, he was a, he, 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 Loves a kid because gentlemen, gentlemen knew how to dress. <laughs> come, come the nocturne. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, no, I mean, there was one time, re- one time recently, one time like gen, like genuinely horrified me recently. Um, I was on the subway coming home, and it was about eight o'clock, so it wasn't rush hour, but the train was quite busy. I got out the first station, and the train was quite busy, and this young lad, 23, 24 years of age. Got on the train. It was before the stop where everyone else gets on. It's like a transfer station. He, it was before that stop, and he got on the train, took off his shoes, and just lay like stretched oh, out. Oh yeah, I remember. 
saying stretched that. out among like across like four street, four seats <laughs> or five seats on the train. I was like, oh, you are so, oh, you genuine, genuine ass. You are, you are gonna, you are, you, you are an ass. There's you a circle of hell reserved for you. There is a circle of the fiery <laughs> wheel of eighties that, that you will, you will be, you'll have your really you expensive be, sneakers yeah, burning yeah, forever. You will be broken on that wheel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was like, I was again it's coming back to the original kind of point of getting old and getting grumpy I sat there and instead of saying anything or doing anything I just seethed is the only way to describe it I was just seething well, seething seething fuming fuming these, these I, are was, all things I was vexed these, these <laughs> are all skills that I've really developed in my mid-thirties yeah. my scheming game is Really up there. Your thirties, your thirties teach you how to be vexed. I, I fume like, well. Yeah, you fume well. You seethe well. You simmer. You <laughs> simmer <laughs> nicely. I simmer like like there's nobody. A, you, there's, a, there's a quiet simmer and rage that you can only develop in your thirties. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, and I was just I was just sitting there just boiling over, <laughs> <laughs> I was just boiling over with rage. But obviously, but also, obviously I didn't do anything. But also, impotent rage, which is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Do you find it frustrating, or do you ultimately find it satisfying? I find it hilarious. Like okay. I, 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 well, that's that's. I find it. myself. I find the grumpier I get, the more ridiculous and funny I find myself. I'm like, not like I don't. I don't sit there and think to myself, "Oh, I'm hilarious." But I just the older and grumpier I get, I just I, I see myself turning into this miserable old bastard, and, and I just think young people are probably going to see me as this kind of caricature, and yeah, and, and, and I enjoy it. I embrace it. But the idea that the, the whole concept that. Um, suppressed rage, you know, gives you cancer or whatever. I, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think that suppressed rage stops me getting cancer. <laughs> yeah. but, but keeps I have, me alive. I have so much suppressed rage at the other day. It's like a workout. For is me. it? Like, is it? Like, I feel, I feel that that actually was not bad for me. Is it an age thing? Is it? Uh, is it uh, like uh, being being British? Is it? Is it? Is it a marrying of the two? Are we a particularly grumpy race? I think we're born middle-aged and angry. <laughs> I mean, I was definitely born middle-aged and angry. Like, I, was, and I, was, middle I was born a miserable old bastard. Like. <laughs> I was just generally born a miserable... Genuinely born a judging, miserable old bastard. Judging everybody in kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you sons of bitches. <laughs> you little bastards. You don't know what you're doing with those toys. <laughs> I, was, I was playing Thundercats <laughs> with them. And look at you. You don't even know which characters are which. <laughs> I remember, I remember being three and getting me, getting me thumb stuck in this like construction block, and the guy who owned me nursery school having to saw it off with a jigsaw. And I remember saw the construction. Yeah, yeah. I remember being jammed in. Just jammed me thumb in there. Like into Meccano or something. It was, you know, like you get those like those kind of spherical things that are like increasing or decreasing in size, and you put them on the sure. in oh, yeah, order yeah, of yeah. size. You put them on like a, a kind of stick. Like shit toys for kids. Mm -hmm. um, I got my thumb stuck in one of them. And the guy who owned the nursery had to um, he had to sort it off with a jigsaw. I remember thinking to myself, I remember looking at everybody else, being like, you "Lucky bastards, you're all having a good time." And someone sorted me thumb oh, out of it. Did you, did you feel that you'd made a point? <laughs> no, I just felt like I was being I was being left out of some kind of joke. You know, did, did everyone else was having a good time. Like I had to, I had to have my thumb sawed out of a block while everyone was having a good time. Like you lucky bastards, you lucky lucky bastards. I was just a miserable little bastard. So this, I mean, if we, if we've honed in on any point, and I'm not entirely convinced that we have, it, it's that 
to be British and happy <laughs> is an impossibility. In, well, it just involves absolutely not edge. Well, no, but <laughs> it's it's no, yeah. but that in order for you to be happy, somebody else has to be unhappy. That's 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 an imperial point of view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even you at that age, like getting your son thawed, getting your son sword out of a duplo, <laughs> and a bunch of other kids going having a good time, and I was resenting you going. I was resenting. Yeah, well, look at you with your free thumbs. <laughs> You're <a> lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether that makes me like particularly British. I don't know whether that makes me particularly grumpy. I was just, I, I just genuinely, I, I was genuinely what? born with a kind of blue view of the world. Know, if this podcast is going to be about anything, it should be about, you know, homing in on, you know, some sort of truth. And if if that's it, that to be happy involves. Other people not being happy. Oh, I, I, I don't, you know that that's not necessarily true about any of us. No, I don't. That's why I come here. I mean, I, you know, I feed other people. What's them be happy? <laughs> I feed other people and watch them be happy. That <laughs> I think you think that that's an answer. <laughs> you know, people come around to me, else. so I can see what it's like. Ah, <laughs> oh, like. Happy safari. Yeah, people, people go around to me house, I make them ribs. <laughs> no, watch them. There you go. Ah, oh, that's what it's like. I watch them not be miserable bastards. <laughs> oh, God, this is so depressing. <laughs> this is exactly what I was expecting. Yeah. I've, I've, I've coloured in pictures for people that's to make them happy. Oh, we've all done stuff at other... We've all observed happiness. <laughs> Although I will say, one of the happiest moments I, I had were, uh, where it was me and Cameron were at uh, Truman's, which uh, is a bar in Northern China in Tianjin. And Cameron is a uh, friend, friend of ours. From, where's he from? He's from South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah. yeah. Um, and we Wonderful moustache. Yeah. yeah. We were being As asked. AK. <laughs> yes, he, asked, he does own a Kalashnikov. Yeah, he, 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 he used to drive around in the back of his car. Once when I asked him why he had an AK-47 and I was really hoping that his answer was going to be something inflammatory like, oh, uh, you know, oh, because, you know, the government says whatever or, because, uh, you know, in case someone bursts into my home or whatever. And he, why do you have an AK-47? You went, because I can, and it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Like, oh, but yeah. That's, that's legit, I yeah. guess. Me, me and Cameron were stood there, and somebody kept asking us uh, if we could draw a butterfly, and we were just like, oh yeah, yeah, give us a minute. And the amount of joy and revelry we took in repeatedly drawing cock and balls. It was <laughs> yeah, like, because is, is fuck it? them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> fuck them. Oh, how dare you ask for a beautiful butterfly? And so that's just like, is that how a good draw you yeah. a, a testicle and penis? Two testicles. Yeah, two, two of them. So then we're just like, is, is that the picture of the butterfly you want? It's like, that's a cock and balls again. And me and Cameron, they're going, ah, yeah, it is, yeah, it is. I'm going, I think I've got it this time. So have we reached the conclusion that we're all miserable bastards? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I want to know why. I don't, I mean, I know I'm a miserable bastard, but I'm. Age? But the thing is, we are all also generally quite happy I'm happy you? being miserable yeah. we're all you know we leave, we leave so you work with what you what you've got you, no I mean like you, 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 
Paradoxically, we're quite, we're quite, all three of us are quite happy people. We're, 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 I, we generally enjoy our lot in life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I get to do a job and where you, and I... You, and you make other people happy. In your soul. There's <laughs> <laughs> a well of misery. No. No, there no. isn't. There isn't. No, deep in my soul is about misery. Deep in my soul is just a grumpy old bastard. Yeah. There's like, and I, and I, 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 I'm kind of... I kind of I, I embrace my grumpiness. This is, this is, would you say that this is a difference? This is a transatlantic difference, which is that Americans are always looking to solve the riddle of their own unhappiness, whereas British people embrace their own happiness. It's never going to change. <laughs> We're just I'm enjoying. Always going to be a hateful human being. <laughs> we lost. Can I, can I we translate? lost the Battle of Hastings. So let's just, <laughs> no, yeah, let's just, just, let's that's what's at the core of us. Let's we just, won the Battle of Hastings. We won. We will be, we will be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you play the cards you dealt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we well, I think the three of us are generally happy human beings. Sure. I mean, the fact that we make, the fact that we, you know, we're we're having fun now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having fun now, we'll all go home and cry ourselves to sleep. <laughs> Fuck you, William. <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I, I think we. I think we've achieved. I think we. I think we. I think we've covered a lot. I don't care. I don't care if this is not broadcast. I. I feel <laughs> absolutely. I think. This, like I, I think this is established a fair amount. I think this is genuinely broadcast. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what we're doing? We're doing therapy. <laughs> which is, is not this, not what any of us came here. Is this therapy for men in their men in their mid thirties? Um, oh, trying yeah. to understand why we're so pissed off by them. So um, I think that. Comprehensively, like sums up how we're all miserable bastards, basically in our mid thirties. Uh, anything else, Miles? No, it's fine. I, I feel expunged. You got anything else, Ian? Nah, I'm good. Uh, I'm just gonna go leave an effigy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, on the note that Ian's going to the bastard, uh, the bastard. Is that bastard? On the note that Ian's going to the. I'm going to the bathroom. I think that's a very like American thing to yeah. say. I, I think uh, yeah, no, I'm I off to the bastard, what, and I'm using that now, and you should too. <laughs> I'm off to the bastard. I think that's all like one of the Americanisms that is I've it, kind of picked is up. It a, euphemism, a euphemism, technically. I'm going to the bathroom. Take something disgusting and makes it nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much for listening to Gentlemen of a Certain Age. I've been Paul Keegan, and to I've, my right, we I've know, been Ian Clinton, and to my left, Miles Taylor. Thank you very much. All right, thank you.